0: Keeping Up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure is sponsored by SJL General Contractors. SJL General Contractors is licensed in both Alabama and Tennessee. This family owned business provides mass grading, storm drainage, sewer and concrete improvement, asphalt paving, erosion control, demolition, and heavy hauling. If you're in need of any of these services, you can contact them at 931 433 4660. That is 931 433 4660. If you'd like to be employed by this family owned company, three W's and a dot, SJNL.com. www.sjnl.com. A chief mechanic, a bouncer, a rescue diver, and two ministers get in a pickup truck. And drive to Wyoming. It's not the beginning of a joke. It's the beginning of an adventure. I got invited to go on a pronghorn hunt. Now, in this podcast, I'm going to slip and call the pronghorns antelope. Because that's what everybody calls them. But there's no antelope in America. They're pronghorn, also known as speed goats. And sometimes called prairie maggots. Because the uh, people who live out there with them hate them. But uh, we were going out there to hunt them, and I was being the guest of these guys. It was a gift trip for me. And so I got into the truck with Daryl Pickle, Shane Taylor, and Ben Hayes. Daryl Pickle is the chief mechanic for Florence Utilities and is the safety and fleet manager. Shane Taylor has been a bouncer at the Rattlesnake Saloon, and he's also a rescue diver. Ben Hayes is a minister and a licensed professional counselor. And of course, I am a minister, chaplain, and licensed professional counselor. And we're out driving on our way to Wyoming. Now, I was at a retreat down in mid-Alabama and was supposed to meet these guys in Florence, Alabama to start our trip. And they couldn't go till I finished my retreat duties. So I end up in Florence, actually on the other side of Florence, And uh, it's late in the evening on Saturday, and we load the truck and the utility trailer, and we pile off into the darkness. And and somewhere around 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the morning, the truck has settled down. The pre-trip excitement has waned a little bit, and Ben and I are in the back, and we're having a licensed professional counselor discussion. And we're talking about relationship dynamics, and he's either got a presentation to make, or we're consulting each other on a difficult uh, situation involving relationship dynamics, and and somehow one of us made the comment about a guy being unhappy and not understanding how a guy married to a woman who was that beautiful could be unhappy. And out of the darkness comes the, the the plain spoken voice of Shane Taylor. And just suddenly, like we thought Shane was asleep. And so we're having this deep discussion about the beauty of this woman. And this voice says, well, I don't care how beautiful she is. Somebody somewhere is tired of putting up with her. And the truck, we nearly had to pull over for laughing. It caught us so off guard. But you know... It was a very succinct description of what most people who are exasperated in relationships are, because beauty only goes skin deep, but crazy is all the way to the bone. <laughs> That's not the only event of, of import that happened on our trip. We had lots of, of gaffes and lots of gags. Uh, I'll have to tell you about the actual shooting of the antelope. At some other time, uh, one of the things that, that, that happened was we were hunting on Carl Black's ranch, the Black Ranch. Now, if you want to do some serious pronghorn hunting or some mule deer hunting or maybe even some elk hunting, you need to contact Carl Black in Gillette or Rosette, Wyoming, and book yourself a hunt on this guy's property. Uh, Mr. Black is the quintessential Wyoming rancher cowboy he has the sam elliott mustache has the deep gravelly voice the tall lean build and we were hunting on his ranch the first day that uh, we were there uh i got the reputation for being the guy who was going to be the field dresser of the antelope we had some some antelope on the ground and as uh, they were going to get the truck i said well i'll just stay here and uh, I'll field dress the antelope. Now, now, what you do when you field dress an animal is you cut basically from the pelvic area all the way up to the sternum, and then you cut through the soft tissue of the sternum, and you remove all the internal organs. You reach up into the neck, and you cut the windpipe, and the windpipe, the lungs, and the heart come out as, as one piece. It's a two-stage thing. You take everything below the diaphragm, and then you take everything above the diaphragm, and so I, I'm pretty fast with that process Uh, I remember when my son-in-law Tyler hunted with me the first time Uh, he shot his first deer and uh, by the time they got there with the four-wheeler I had done the field dressing and I remember him telling Lonnie Beth had I seen your dad work with a knife I might not have dated you but anyway I I got the reputation from this Wyoming rancher that I was going to be the knife guy A day or two later into the hunt, uh, they said the taxidermist has requested some capes. So a lot of times, you know, you might shoot an animal and want to get a trophy, and you need some extra hide. And so in order to preserve the cape, a cape is always done as a shoulder mount, and so you can't cut past the sternum with your knife. And so in the next couple of antelope that we shot, we were going to preserve the, the, the cape so the taxidermist could use it on some other mounts, and he was just asking us for some extra hide. So we had shot an antelope, and it had gone down, and then somebody had shot one further out, and so they dropped me off at the first antelope, and we're going to get the other antelope, and, and I was working on them. So I'm just out here in the Wyoming prairie by myself, and I've unzipped this antelope well i get to the sternum and i've got to preserve this cape now most of the time if you're preserving the cape you just put both hands inside the chest cavity and you kind of feel around and you find the top of the esophagus and then you bring your knife up and you're basically cutting this blindly and you cut it and bring it out well, antelope or pronghorns are, are small little animals and I've got thick little stubby hands and I just really didn't have room to get both my hands in there and uh, do this. So without thinking, I just reach up into the chest cavity of this antelope, go all the way into the neck as far as I can, wrap my hand around the windpipe and the esophagus and I just pull it out. I mean, just rip it out. Now, I've, I've got a, a, a decent grip for, for a, a, a guy, uh, I've always had a rope in my backyard. I've rocked climb for a number of years. Uh, I work with with my hands and, and steel cable and different things. And so my grip is, is, is pretty strong. Uh, I remember one of the young cops uh, told somebody, said, yeah, Lonnie got a hold of me. It was like he'd been shoeing horses since he was four. That's a little bit of an exaggeration, but I don't think anything about this. I reach up into this antelope and I grab the windpipe and I pull, and there's this suction sound that's accompanied by this tearing sound when you bring the heart and lungs and windpipe of an animal all the way out of its chest cavity. And behind me, I hear this Wyoming rancher with the Sam Elliott mustache who guides hunts in Alaska, who lives in the Wyoming wilderness on thousands of acres, has a full body mount of a mountain lion in his garage I hear him gulp (laughs) when I pull this heart lung uh, contraption out of this antelope he looks over at pickle pickle looks at him and goes that's why he's my friend and I can't let a good moment go away and I just calmly remark you know it people are actually easier and then there's this awkward silence (laughs) not the only awkward silence we had in Wyoming We get the antelope, and we put them in the back of this little utility trailer, and we were staying at the Bruner residence. Uh, Paul and Mary Bruner have several children. They've got a big house, and then there was a camper, like a a pull behind or a fifth wheel in in the driveway. Ben and I stayed in the camper, uh, and Daryl and Shane stayed in the house with Paul and his family, and uh, this is a very nice community. I would call it a gated community. The state senator lives across the street from Paul and Mary. Well, we would get home in the afternoons with our antelope, we'd raise the garage door, we'd put sawhorses out, a piece of plywood there, and two guys would skin the antelope, and then we'd take the antelope outside onto the grass and put them on two sawhorses and a piece of plywood and, and butcher them. We would quarter them and cut the stakes off of them and then put the stakes in plastic bags and freeze the plastic bags, and then we are going to, you know, uh, transport them to Alabama and have them, you know, either ground up or processed or turned into steaks. And so we're out here in the middle of this, what I would consider a very affluent neighborhood, and Ben and I are out there, and we're gathering a crowd. And we're out here up to our elbows in, in literally in bloody meat and cutting these antelope apart. Uh, Ben has small children at home still. My daughter's grown and gone, and this was before we had grandkids. And so I had kind of lost the filter for being around little kids. And so we're out here working on these antelope, and this little voice comes out of the twilight and says, when are you going to take him back to the forest to be with his family? And I didn't think about it, but I said, oh, don't worry, son, we're bringing his family here tomorrow. (laughs) Ben dropped his knife and walked away from me ben usually supports me but he threw the flag and uh, put me in the penalty box for that little statement second moment of awkward silence the third moment on the adventures in wyoming uh, do not involve silence they involve a little bit of a rant at this point when we were in wyoming i was trying to do better with some of my dieting and trying to live healthier and and i had stopped drinking uh, carbonated beverages no more mountain Dews, no more dr peppers no more uh, coke no more pepsi and i was you know i've been cursed to drink the diet ones anyway for a long 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 time and and then it was before i discovered monster energy drinks and and, and so i'm reduced to if i'm going to drink caffeine i've either got to drink coffee or tea and i don't drink coffee i don't drink any hot liquids i drink cool chocolate not hot chocolate i don't drink wassail i don't drink i don't drink any hot liquid and, and tea, I abhor I mean, drinking tea is, is you might as well be drinking mop water for all. I'm, it's just stained water. I don't like the look. I don't like the taste. I know I'm supposed to be a Southerner, but I don't drink sweet tea. I don't drink tea at all. But now I've got this thing where my only source of caffeine is going to be unsweet tea. So to remedy this, I take these little Propel packets, the little powder sports drink, and if you take a grape propel or either a kiwi strawberry propel and you drop it into an unsweet tea and mix it up, it makes it palatable. It, it makes it very flavorful. It tastes like, and brace yourself, these words are going to come out of my mouth, it, it tastes like a fruit tea. Now, yes, I, okay, I'll have to turn in my man card. I just said that I drink fruit tea. Well, at least it's better than just drinking plain tea. The problem is that when we go into the drive-thru at McDonald's, I can't get a medium unsweet tea without having to debate the lady at the window about getting a medium unsweet tea. Now, you ask anybody who knows me, and number one, they'll tell you, Jones does not have a sophisticated palate. He, He couldn't tell you good food from bad food. He couldn't tell you bland food from spicy food. He couldn't tell you uh, expensive food from cheap food. He just eats. You go, hey, where do you want to eat? And I go, I don't care. And literally, I don't care as long as it's probably not um, the Thai food. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm out or, or Indian food. Other than that, if you say, hey, let's go eat there, I can find something on the menu I'll eat. My friends and my wife know that when I say it doesn't matter to me, it doesn't matter to me and if i get something that i don't like i'll probably just eat it i I, it's no big deal i don't cause a fuss about anything i think i get that probably from my dad but we're sitting here, we go into the drive-thru to McDonald's to get our breakfast before our hunt, and we place our orders, and I will need a number two with a Coke, and I need a number four with a, a sweet tea, and I need a number, and my order is always, I need this plus a medium unsweet tea. And the first day, it was, well, you know, the large is the same price as the unsweet is the medium. And at lunch, it was, I need a medium unsweet tea. Well, you know, you can get the large for the same price or all a dollar. And the third time we went to McDonald's, it was, and I'd like a medium unsweet tea. Well, you know, the uh, large is the same price. And the next restaurant we went to and the next cafe we went to, if you ordered an unsweet tea in a medium cup, somebody was trying to give you a large cup. And finally, on the third day, I broke. It mattered to me. That I was having to debate the lady whose employable skill set is would you like fries with that? About what size tea a grown man wanted? Because I know what size tea I want, and I don't have to convince you why I want the size that I want. I just want the size that I want because that's the size that I want. And I don't have to explain to you that if I put my Propel in a small tea, it will overwhelm me with the taste. And if I put my Propel in a large tea, especially those large ones you give, they look, they're the size you baptize somebody. I can't taste the Propel. I just want a medium, unsweet tea, and why can't I have it? I mean, it's not rocket surgery. And yes, I blew my little cork. And I had a little fit right there. A meltdown in the truck, and I began to get teased about it. The the thing that comes to my mind is a thing from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And, And I'm not a Monty Python fan. What comes to my mind are the instructions about throwing the holy hand grenade. And I quote from the movie Monty Python and the Holy Grail. First, thou shalt take out the holy pen then thou shalt count to three no more no less three shall be the number thou shalt count and the number of the counting shall be three Four thou shalt not count, neither count thou two, excepting that thou then proceed to three. Five is right out. Once the number three, being the third number, be reached, then lobbest thou thy holy hand grenade of Antioch toward thy foe, who, being naughty in thy sight, shall snuff it out. Now, I don't know what's so hard about a medium, unsweet tea. Even a guy writing a comedy sketch says you count to three, and three means three. Three doesn't mean four. Three doesn't mean five. Three doesn't mean you stop at two. How hard is it for a grown man who knows what he wants to say, I'd like a medium unsweet tea, not to have to debate anybody about not expanding it or extrapolating on it or making excuses for it It's very, very frustrating, or at least it is for me. And please pardon me for having a moment. How how complicated is be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, Forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. We, we've got people to write commentary on that. Well, you don't have to r- r- forgive somebody uh, unless they repent first. And, and if, and if and unless they ask you, f- I want a medium unsweet tea. How plain is that? Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but only what is good for necessary action edification, building somebody up that it may impart grace to the hearers. Judge not that you be not judged. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. No man can serve two masters. Where your treasure is, your heart will be also be anxious for nothing but in everything with prayer and petition and thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god yeah but but see if, if i want a medium unsweet tea that eliminates small that eliminates large i don't care if they're the same price love your enemies bless those who curse you pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you it's it's pretty plain you will have no other god before me i am the way i am the truth i am the life No one comes to the Father but by me. Those things really are as as uncomplicated and as simple as I want a medium unsweet tea. See, that eliminates small, uh, that eliminates large. I've told you precisely and exactly what I'd like to have, and I don't don't have to explain that. No, no, I don't want small, I don't want large, I don't care what the price is. I'm sorry? Oh, the the Lord's at the drive-thru window? Y- yes, sir, can can I take your order, please? Well no 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 wait 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 what about just weekends? I mean on vacation is really, really inconvenient. But but what if okay, let me make sure I've got it right. All my heart, all my soul all my strength, all my mind. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Drive around.